Hello, and welcome to Writer's Group Therapy. I'm Tom. And I'm Roshni. We're writers helping writers with whatever writing ailments you might have. Whether it's related to your craft or your career, we can help. Are you ready for your session? The The doctors doctors are are in. in. Very, very cold. <laughs> so full disclosure, Tom sent me a video where they had snow recently, and it looked like a good blizzard. Um, yeah, it hasn't stuck around too much. We've had a little bit of snow, but um, it it was a nice it was a nice like uh, snowfall to kind of watch. But I haven't been out in it too much. Um, my car does not have snow tires yet. I just ordered my snow tires, which I'll be getting in about ten days. So my all electric car will have snow tires, and I'll oh, be able my- to drive. I will tell you right now, even though I lived in Michigan for so long, I never had snow tires. You could get away with, I mean, if you, if you knew how to drive in it, you could get away with all season radials most of the time, depending mm-hmm. on where you live. I live in the snow belt, so we get lake effect snows. We can get like 12 inches of snow in like one night, you know, so. Oh, man. Yeah, uh, but I probably won't be going out in that too much since I work at home. Don't have to leave, really. Uh, just make sure the f- the freezer's stocked. We have an extra freezer, so I've been stocking up on food. <laughs> just in case of the next blizzard. <laughs> that, it seems like Trader Joe's is running out of everything, so. Yeah. Not to panic everybody, but. <laughs> <laughs> Go get your toilet paper, now. The great uh, gyoza shortage of 2021 is over, though. I was able to buy my dumpling sauce today, so I oh. got two bo- two bottles just in case. Good, good. Yeah. And aren't we, we're in the middle of Hanukkah right now, aren't we? Uh, it just, this is like the second or third night of Hanukkah, which my family is not yet celebrating because it's too, too darn early. I don't know when and if we're going to celebrate. We'll probably do it in around Christmas, I assume. Oh, okay. Just to be festive around that time. We just had Thanksgiving, so. I know, right? And then you go right into another holiday. Yeah. This is one of those years where, uh, the Jewish calendar loses a month or something like that. So that's why Hanukkah is like right after Thanksgiving instead of. I was going to say, I'm like, that seems super early. Yeah. That makes sense then. Okay. Yeah. The Jewish calendar has like a leap month or something. So it's very different. Yeah. It'll get later and later for the next four years and then it'll jump back to Thanksgiving again. Something like that. Yeah. It's weird. Wow. So right on Hanukkah, then Christmas, then New Year's, and then hopefully catch a break. Yeah, I haven't even started shopping. I don't even know what to get anybody. No, I don't I don't know much about I mean, I know Hanukkah exists, but I don't know much about what the traditions are. Do you gift people every day? Uh the... it's it varies from family to family. Oh, some okay. families do the one gift a night for eight nights. Some families just get together for big parties and exchange round robin gifts if you have a big family, you know, everybody draws a name. Uh that kind of thing, you know. It's it varies depending on, on the family. Oh my gosh, I thought Christmas shopping was stressful. That sounds worse. Eight days of presents to figure out for people. Well, that's, yeah, I've only known that like the parents buying the eight gifts for the kids. So, mm. and they, you know, some sometimes they would like stage them. So like the first few were minor and then you get to the big one at the end. So, oh, okay. you know, so they're kind of along a range. They're not all like big gifts. There were years, though, where my parents would put out all the gifts and we get to pick one a night. And so if you pick the best one the first night, then you were kind of let off, let down the rest of the oh. nights. <laughs> and it's like, how would you know, right? What if they put them all oh. in the same size box or something? You wouldn't know. You'd be like, oh, I got the like best gift first. And so the rest is all just like, whatever. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's funny. 
Yeah. So uh, happy holidays. Um, you do Christmas, obviously. So you've yeah. got time. You've got 20 some days to go here. Although, you know, what's funny about Christmas is uh, I was having a discussion with my husband about when do you open Christmas presents? Because ah. my family always did it at midnight and we tried to do it the next day, like the, tw- the morning of the 25th. And it just felt really awkward. So we always open it at midnight and then we would like play with our new things or whatever and then go to bed at like two in the morning. Yeah, but doesn't that spoil the whole Santa coming in the middle of the night kind of thing? Well, we weren't really into Santa. But I, you know what? It's funny because I was talking to other people. My husband goes, I think it's a Filipino thing. And I said, you know what? I kind of think, I kind of think it's a non-American thing. And it just seems like it's a very like European American thing where it's like, we're going to open it the next morning. I don't know. I could be wrong. I'd be really curious to know what uh, other people's traditions are. Because it wasn't just Filipinos that I was talking to who were like, oh my gosh, yeah, we open it at midnight. I know. Did you grow up with like, you know... Which was the night before Christmas, the whole story, the Grinch, the, all that stuff. Oh, yeah. I mean, that was always on like TV or whatever. But like, we just never really bought into the Santa myth. And by the time my parents tried to like play that there was a Santa, we were like, whatever. We know he doesn't exist. So what so, did you do on Christmas morning then? We would just like go to church and then like oh. maybe have dinner with family and play with our okay. stuff again. Like that was it, you know? Because I think the big thing... The big thing here is to go to church on Christmas Eve and then you have all Christmas Day to do your presents and watch the football and whatever else is on, you know, that kind of stuff. We would sometimes do like a Christmas Eve mass, but then we would still come home, open our presents. It was like it had to be at night, you yeah, know, okay. and then we would. But yeah, so anyway. Oh, you know what I'm missing? I don't know when they do it. The, the Hollywood Christmas Parade. I used to go to that all the time because it was it was right near where I lived. And they oh, would record right. it. They would record it right after Thanksgiving, I think. Uh, if they have, if they haven't already, they you know they would be really, really soon because it'll air on TV in like a week or two, a couple weeks before airs before Christmas, obviously. But they record it all ahead of time, right on Hollywood Boulevard outside the Dolby Theater, mm-hmm. and right, right between the Dolby Theater and Jimmy Kimmel theaters. And uh, it's funny because they record it out of order and then they edit it for TV. So uh, I got to actually be backstage one year because I was um, assisting with uh, a magician who was performing. It was really cool. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I was right on Hollywood Boulevard during the parade. I was standing there with R2-D2 and Grumpy Cat and all that stuff. It was fun. That is so random. That's my favorite. <laughs> that's my favorite, like, holiday memory of, uh, of Los Angeles, of Hollywood. It was oh. the Hollywood Christmas Parade, yeah. Didn't we go to the zoo once for the lights for Christmas? Yeah, we did. That was fun, we too. We did. Yeah. Um, well, speaking of the holidays, because we were talking about gifting all over the place. Yeah. And we're writers. So that's our little segue. What gifts would you buy for the writers in your life? Yeah. Good. Good thing. We did this. We did this topic like four years ago. We haven't we haven't gotten back to it. I came up with some new ideas this year. I was thinking about the things that I have in my world that I think other writers would like, actually. Uh, so, uh, why don't you go first? Do you have an idea? What are you getting me? <laughs> a plane ticket back to Los Angeles one way. Uh, <laughs> uh. See, you've, you've accepted the fact that I've left, but now you're just planning my return. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. I mean, everybody loves a good comeback story, right? Right. right? True. But, you know, speaking of travel, um, it's funny. I was thinking about this. 
So my caveat with any of the things that I'll mention in this podcast, first of all, find out if the writer or entertainer, it doesn't have to just necessarily be a writer, but find out if the person in your life, the creative in your life is using it for tax purposes. Because Uh if they already have something, for example, like you could be like, oh, I'll buy you a Netflix subscription, which is great. But if they already have it and they're using it as a tax deduction, you might be taking away that tax deduction from them. So it's just something to think about. So that's a good point. Yeah, because if they if they don't buy it themselves, they can't deduct it. Exactly. Yeah. And I mean, like, not that it's not nice to give something to them, but as an example, here's my number one. If they're doing um, something that requires a lot of research and they have to like fly there, you know, maybe help them with the Airbnb, help them with a plane ticket, you know, give them some guidebooks on how to get around there or whatever. If they're doing a research trip, something that's maybe they can't afford it on their own and they wouldn't mind if you pitched in. Ah, okay, That's good. I like that. It's it's very unique, very, very um, specific to the um, the like like the writer who is doing either documentary work maybe, or if they're traveling to locations because their location is very specific to their story. Yeah. Okay, cool. I like that. How about you? I am sitting on it right now. I have a purple um, seat cushion for my desk chair. Have you heard of purple? Purple the mattress? they, They make mattresses, but they also make seat cushions. And I also have a lumbar back support. So and they're, they made things other than I just see the mattress. I never know that they made other things. They do. They actually advertise the mattress all the time, but they don't advertise the other things. And I think I I found out about it because I was looking into the mattress and saw that they had this other stuff. And I thought, oh, this is cool. I'll give it a try. And I started with the lumbar support, which is really nice. It's it's uh, uh, the lumbar support and the seat cushion both start at thirty five dollars. So they're not that expensive and they're really comfy and they have this like mesh kind of grid structure so the air flows through them so they don't get too hot mm-hmm. and um and i have a, a big square seat cushion that just goes right on my desk chair so i have uh, a very comfortable chair i can sit for a long time and i don't get i don't get like my butt falling asleep and stuff like that oh my gosh that sounds really yeah. comfortable yeah i check it out um uh i'll put a link in the show notes um i they're very cool great idea you know it's not something they're gonna think of either so it's like yeah yeah and you know like my my seat cushion actually comes with handles on the sides and a cover so i could like take it with me if i want somewhere to like write in a coffee shop or something that's really cool yeah huh cool well i do know Masterclass, which we tried a few years ah. ago they have a lot more offerings since we tried it i Gosh, haven't yeah, they gone keep back. adding stuff yeah, I haven't gone back and looked at all of it, but I, I'm always getting notices of the new classes that they're adding on. So again, that might be something fun, not even writing classes, but like, let's say, you know, your writer friend is writing about a big stakes poker tournament or something. They have mm. like poker classes and they have oh, how yeah. to do basketball like and cooking and they have all sorts of things. So even that for research, besides the how to write. Might That's be a great idea. Yeah, I didn't yeah. even think of that. I mean, I love the Aaron Sorkin and the Ron Howard. Uh, Aaron Sorkin teaches writing, obviously, and mm-hmm. Ron Howard teaches directing. Those are both amazing. But yeah, you're right. They have cooking classes and they have science classes and all kinds of things. Um, Neil deGrasse Tyson does a great science thinking kind of one. So yeah, that's perfect if you're if you're researching a topic and you don't you know don't know that much about. They're like you're going to get information from the experts. It's yeah. really really good idea. Wow, cool. Yeah. yeah. How about you? You're next. <laughs> Mine's another uh, writer health uh, idea. 
And it's another thing I also have. Um, I don't, uh, uh, you know, if you're sitting at your desk all day and you're working, you might feel a little lethargic. You might be like, oh, I, I need to work out, but I got to get this chapter done or whatever. They make these under the desk elliptical trainers. Have you seen these? They're like little mini ellipticals that you pedal under your desk. I've seen the ones where you can like turn your desk into like a kind of like those treadmill desks, but they also oh, have yeah. one for bikes. So you they just have one where you you're sitting, but you also do the like yeah. pedaling. This okay. is a little less involved. It's not a, a giant machine. It's just a mm-hmm. little unit that you put on the floor under your desk, and you can put your feet on it, and you can pedal. I use it as a standing elliptical. I can actually stand on it or sit and do it. So I use it in the basement as a workout kind of thing. And uh, I had one for over a year and a half. And then I moved. I sold it to a friend. And I bought a new one when I got back here to Cleveland because it was too heavy to ship. So um, I'm on my second. um, It's a Stamina is the the company that makes it. It's called an In-Motion Compact Strider. And it's, uh, like I said, a year and a half. Didn't have any problems with it. So it's really durable, like, like around 100 bucks. And if you're looking to get a little extra steps in or, you know, keep your heart rate going a little bit while you're getting into your writing, it's a great idea. Oh, wow. And speaking of writer health, I swear, I I don't know how I lived so long without them. Blue light glasses are amazing. Oh, have you tried yeah, them? I have. I was working um, for a company where I, I was getting real eye strain. So I yeah. started wearing a pair of them and it helped. Yeah, they are amazing. And they're cheap. They're like 30 bucks. I mean, you can spend up to like 100 on them or, you know, you can add them to your prescription. A lot of they're more mainstream now. But seriously, like I do audiobook narration. I slap them on because I'm just like, I can't stare at a screen for two hours and read and be okay. Like, they Uh. are amazing. And just, of course, you're staring at a screen as a writer, too, you know, for hours Mm -hmm. on end. Like, yeah, definitely. Good, Good idea. Have like two pair in case you like lose two one pair? or break one or something. <laughs> cool. I saw that there is a new version of Final Draft. Um, well, I don't know how new it is, but if I'm on Final Draft 10 still. I have to upgrade mine. mine they're like up to 12. To, yeah. yeah, I was going to say I, I upgraded my computer, but Final Draft didn't upgrade with my computer. So yeah. I have to buy it again or something. I don't know yet. Yeah, the current the new upgrade if you want it is 65 bucks from finaldraft.com. And if you are on the go, they have a mobile version for the iPad that's 10 only 10 bucks actually. Oh, but the upgrade is 65. If you're buying it new, it's like 100 it's something, right? A lot more. I yeah. assu- I'm I'm not going to say I assume, but I bet a lot of our readers are already using it, but maybe that maybe some of them are using like Celtics and they haven't gotten Final Draft yet. Yeah. I delay upgrading forever because I don't feel like I the new features are ever too you know enough for the upgrade but um if you're looking for ideas for presents you know that would be nice if you you know you gave a, a writer that upgrade because then they wouldn't have to spend the money on it themselves yeah and speaking of other things that writers might want but don't want to spend the money on themselves and I don't know if you can do this without just being like here's a blank check but the fees for submissions for writing uh, contests and fellowships. I don't know if you can like pay into Film Freeway and be like, here's a hundred bucks towards whatever contest you're submitting for, or just, yeah, I guess just give them cash. But seriously, those add up. That's a great idea. Yeah. I wonder if you can get, yeah, that'd be great. If you could give a gift on like Film Freeway or without a box, that would be huge. Yeah. Or, just, like, you know, there, any other of- writer. Yeah, put a bank of like a hundred bucks in there for so and so, and be like, "Here you go, yeah. have fun." Yeah. You know, 
Yeah, because um, that's something that now that I'm not paying LA rent, I'm hoping to do more is do more writing contests. Or or there's some things like uh, subscriptions to things like inktip.com or uh, what's the other one I use? Uh, ISA Connect, the International Screeners Association. Oh, yeah. Both of those are um, script lead services. So they put out emails every week um, with leads for people looking for certain kinds of scripts that you might be able to submit your scripts to. Mm-hmm. So I kind of let those go because I was trying to save money. But they're, you know, it's great when you you find uh, someone who's looking for a script and you're like, oh, I wrote something just like that, and you can submit it and see if they're interested in it. Mm-hmm. So that's a good idea too. Or just finance their next film. Yeah. <laughs> Got an extra five hundred thousand dollars lying around. Right? Yeah, of course, you know. Sure. I had one really cool thing I saw. I liked, uh, if you're environmentally conscious writer, uh, I saw a bamboo keyboard and mouse. Really? It's a, it's literally the keys and the, and the frame and everything's made out of bamboo. Huh? Yeah. When, it's kind of cool looking too. It's, it's obviously all wood and I guess it's supposed to be, you know, it's environmental cause it's not plastic and, uh, it's supposed to have a nice soft feel, but I don't know. Hmm. So it's one of those like external keyboards like you would I've, I've seen stuff like that it's like not for a, yeah it's it, it's for a desktop or you can use oh, it with okay. a laptop it's like wireless still you know mm-hmm. wireless mouse wireless keyboard but you, you do like bluetooth connect it to your your laptop or your computer you know what else it's so silly but office upgrades of any kind like right now i'm standing in my sound booth where i spend a lot of time it's a converted closet my husband's been going, what do you want for Christmas? And and I'm like, I don't know. And I said, you know, I really want to upgrade the lighting in here. He's like, mm. you just want a brighter light bulb? I'm like, yeah. He's like, okay, I can do that for you. What uh-huh. else do you want for Christmas? But, you know, like any, I mean, because you spend a lot of time anywhere that a writer's spending a lot of time unless they go to Starbucks, which you kind of can't do right now anyway because pandemic. Um, but but in, in theory, you know, if you're spending a lot of time at your desk, you want it to be comfortable. You want it to be you know, have your own personal touches. You want it to work well for you, you know? So any of those, gosh, I would love a standing desk, you know? Mm. I don't know if that would be on somebody's radar, but a standing desk? Oh my gosh, speaking of health and writing. (laughs) I've had a standing desk for a long time, so they're very nice, yeah. And if you get like a drafting chair, like a, you know, a tall office chair, then you can sit at it sometimes. You can stand at it sometimes. It's a nice option. Uh, it's good for posture because obviously it's hard to slouch when you're standing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Plus, like, I don't know about you, but I've noticed if I'm sitting for a really long time, like if I'm writing for a couple hours, my knees give way. I need to stand. It's weird. So hmm. I'm like, yeah, I should get a standing yeah. desk. <laughs> How about something on the the cheaper end? Those are kind of pricey. How about something on the cheaper end, like um big pack of uh, multicolored post-it notes for your breakout sessions? We're trying to break your story. You know, people, some people use the color coded um, post-it notes to do like different characters or different locations. Oh, you're assuming that uh, you're a, you're a plotter. A I, plotter. Yeah, I know I you're have, not. I have so tried so hard to do the sticky note thing and I just could not make it work for me. So sticky notes would be wasted on me, but get them for Tom. Well, I mean, you can still use them for your, you know, notes on your refrigerator, but I'm just thinking they're also good for writers some writers like to do that oh i will say though a planner i mean Uh, it's so simple mm -hmm. 
even just like, I mean, everyone has their own style of planning, like a monthly planner or like a whole planner. But I found that for me, I might not be much of a plotter when I'm writing my story, Mm -hmm. but I am a planner as far as making those deadlines and promos. So for anybody who's writing and if you have to promo your work, if you have, you know, a pitch coming up, the deadlines for the fellowships, it really helps to have a planner so you can figure out when you have to have the first draft done or have it finished by or whatever, you know, deadlines you got to meet. So yeah, a planner. They're simple, 50 bucks or less. I know you're such a planner. You're you're a planner, planner and a scrapbooker and all that kind of stuff. How am I a how am I a planner but I'm not a plotter? Yeah. <laughs> that is so weird when you think about it. Well, I think I think it's reasonable. A lot of people plan to write but don't. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair it's like enough. getting up to that, you know, it's the, you can lead the horse to water, but you can't make him drink kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> you can plan all day, but until you start writing, it's not, it's not going to get written. You know, that would be also a really good gift for a writer and it might not necessarily cost you anything. Find them a good writer's group. Oh, yeah. I might start one here actually. Cause I don't know if there is a good uh, screenwriting group here yet. Nice. I mean, my present to Cleveland screenwriters will be to start a screenwriting group. That'd be cool. Yeah. Yeah. Would you meet in person or would you meet online still? Uh, well, I would assume it's, we'd uh, start virtually and then eventually mm-hmm. meet in public. I want to get in touch with them. There's a group called uh, Lit Cleveland. It's a Cleveland Literature Association oh, cool. that does a lot of events and stuff. But I don't know how much they do on the screenwriting side. So maybe I can help them expand that. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing when you really delve into uh, different, you know, just look into your different authors and screenwriters that you like and kind of trace their histories. There are some authors that I love that were in these writers groups for years with other authors that I read. It's amazing how everyone comes up together. So it's just it's kind of cool. And, you you know, like, yeah, we all learn from each other and grow. It's cool. Um, I have one don't. Uh, for yeah i was looking i was actually looking online at ideas for gifts for writers um and this and this one list had this thing on it and i thought this is not a good idea unless somebody you know somebody would really love it um but somebody was saying get your writer friend a vintage typewriter i'm like why none of us are using actual typewriters i mean maybe if they just want to put it on their desk as a paperweight that's what I'm thinking. They're very expensive, very heavy paperweights. <laughs> and you can't even get the ink to, you know, it's a practical gift. Like if they run out of the ink, how are they going to get more? Well, especially a quote unquote vintage typewriter. Yeah. yeah it's kind of a, it's kind of a tchotchke. It's more of a, uh, oh, that's interesting. It's not exactly, I want to say useful. And, and I mean, it does I take up space. Just, yeah. Like I put it on my shelf and be like, oh, look, that looks cool. But like. Yeah, I mean, talking as a writer who lived in a tiny studio apartment in LA, I would not have room for a typewriter in my apartment. Oh my gosh! I mean, like, I think it sounds cool as a decorative piece, but I mean, we're talking practical here, so I'm just like, huh? But it's definitely not a tax write-off. It's definitely not a tax write-off. So then it's fine. (laughs) I actually, I had one. I did. I saw one at some estate sale somewhere, and I bought it. I don't know for a few bucks. And it was really cool, but it was so heavy. And then I never did anything with it except leave it sitting there. So um, unless you're kind of a collector of those kinds of things, you think it's really cool to have a have that around kind of like a signal that I'm a writer. 
pass on that. <laughs> There's better ideas. Oh, you know what else you could get for the writer in your life? Hint, hint. Write him a good review. Oh. Or just write a review. You don't even have to make it good. Write a review about any of their works. Yeah. On their yeah. book on Amazon. Mm-hmm. Or yep. their game on iTunes and Android. We'll we'll switch. I'll I'll write a review for you. You write a review for me. Oh, uh, there you go. <laughs> or, uh, yeah, any of those things. Or maybe if uh, their blog or their yep. uh, podcast. Yeah, any yeah. of those things. Reviews would be wonderful. Doesn't cost you a thing. Yes. <laughs> I'm trying to think if there's anything I would say don't give to a writer. Grief. <laughs> yeah, right. Let's let's all stay happy this season. Yay. Yeah, don't ask them. Don't ask them when are you going to get a real job. <laughs> don't go to your writer friend and say, hey, I've got a great idea for a script for you. All you have to do is write it. Yeah, I love when right? my friends do that. Stop doing that. So those are the don'ts. But don'ts. everything else is fine. <laughs> Don't give me ideas for, for for the holidays. I got plenty of ideas. But do give encouragement because your writer friends definitely need encouragement and they need good people behind them. Great point. Good thoughts. <laughs> well, thank you guys so much. What are the things that you would get for your friends for the holidays? Let us know in the comments. You can find us online at writersgrouptherapy.com or at WG Therapy on Instagram and Twitter. Um, yeah. And have a great holiday season. 